right now, Sam Kahn Jr. Uh, and uh, Sam is, uh, boy, been covering all these schools around Texas, the Big 12, for, for several years now, now with The Athletic. And uh, Sam, it's, uh, it's good to have you. Uh, been an eventful couple of weeks, so much for uh, having a little bit of a, a downtime uh, heading into uh, college football season. Yeah, you know, I was supposed to have three days off last week before we got to camp, and <laughs> that quickly went awry when everything happened with Texas and Oklahoma. But uh, I'm going to do my best here in the next day or two to catch my breath because uh, Texas, Texas A&M, Baylor, and several others are starting to camp here in a couple of days. So I'm going to try and lay as low as I can for the next maybe 24 to 36 hours. You you are you are uh, uh, allowed to say no to me occasionally, Sam. So I, uh, I I will not take it personally. But I'm glad I'm glad you didn't today. But uh, I would I wouldn't mind you just kind of doing this out next to the swimming pool or whatever. But uh, you have earned it. What a wild couple of weeks it's been, and, and now it really feels official. Official. Uh, that was an interesting little show that they had in Austin. And uh, and you guys had some really good reports on that, Sam. Um, did did anything? Did, what what was the what the the biggest takeaway from that? What surprised you the most in some of that uh, testimony, other than the fun jabs that folks got at the University of Texas? And by the way, nice job by uh, by the the uh, state senator from uh, your alma mater, Houston. You know, the Houston and the SMU folks. They were they suddenly started kind of. Uh, lobbying for their schools, which I sort of enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I can promise you, anytime there's anything college athletics related, John Whitmire is going to be speaking up for University of Houston. He is, uh, has a long track record of doing that. I, I think the thing that I took away the most from the hearing was just the amount of information that we got from Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, and Jay Hartzell, the Texas president. Uh, I was fascinated to learn that's just a little bit more about the timeline of this decision for Texas, you know, Jay Hartzell said he had talked to uh, Joe Harris, the OU president, back in the fall about, hey, what what do we want to do long term about the Big 12? How do you feel? It was clear that they felt a little uncertain as far back as maybe late September last year about the future of the Big 12. And uh, the, the fact that they re- that Hartzell reached out to Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, this spring, which to me lines up with the Big 12's talks with ESPN and Fox about uh, television negotiations. You know, back in May, the uh, several members of the Big 12 had discussed the idea of trying to preemptively renegotiate that TV deal and were met with a pretty tepid response. And I think that pretty much, to me, matches up with with Hartzell and Sankey speaking uh, as to maybe that was one of the key factors in Texas' long-term decision to do this. Talking to Sam Kahn uh, from The Athletic, who has been covering all this realignment. And Sam, if you're like me, you just get flashbacks to 10 years ago. It's hard to believe it's back. Um, the the uh, report from uh, Max Olson that the, that Bob Bowlesby was, uh, was meeting with the Pac-12 commissioner, George Klebkoff, um do you do you kind of think that that's more of an exploratory, get to know each other type of deal? I mean, obviously they didn't seem to hide it too much, and um, and and Bob even had a few comments, although he didn't want to get into the substance of of the six hour visit. What do you what do you think 
uh, or what are you hearing came out of that, Sam? And 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 do you think Bob's going to, you know, this will he will he do this with uh, with other commissioners? Well, first, definitely, I think with with George, I think it's important. You know, remember he's a new commissioner, so uh, mm-hmm. he is just getting to know some of the other conference commissioners. So so there's you know one aspect of it, but two. I think these are the of the Power Five conferences that are left. Those are the two most vulnerable. Obviously, the Big Twelve is vulnerable because Texas and OU are on the way out, but the Pac-12 is probably the next most vulnerable group. Uh, as we've seen over the last several years, they've struggled to get teams in the college football playoff. The national reputation hasn't been great. Uh, so, if there's a team that is to be feared, or fearful of the future, if we're moving to the Super Conference era that the SEC maybe trying to kick off here then then that that's the next one and so i think it makes sense for those two conferences to uh, have a discussion for those two commissioners to have a discussion about whether they can work together where they can figure something out and i think the important thing to remember is that those two also share uh you know television partners obviously they both you know have deals with espn but they also both have deals with fox and so uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to end up trying to merge or have a scheduling alliance or uh, maybe do something creative like discuss a joint rights deal with, you know, one of the rights holders for their next round of, of broadcast contracts. But I think those are all options that will be on the table for those leagues as the Big 12 tries to survive and the Pac-12 tries to strengthen itself. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be fascinating to watch. And you and I both know that Texas and OU is going to do whatever it can to go ahead and get out of the conference at the earliest possible moment. Um, it, it, it seems, Sam, that that the the right now these eight schools are holding together. Although you know, of course, rumors. Somebody had some big rumor about Kansas the other day. Do, do you think things? will calm down here for a little while, and and do you sense that the Big 12 le- uh, leftovers or castaways, whatever you want to call it, um, do you do you sense that they are going to be able to hang together, or or where where do you where do you think uh, where do you think that is right now? Their their commitment to each other. I, I think it's a two way street. I think I look at it almost as like a, a player who commits early to a school. You're holding your spot right now by, by staying in the Big 12, but you're going to explore. You're going to take other visits. You're going to explore other options and make sure you do all five-year officials, so to speak. Uh, I, I think every athletic director in this conference that's left it would not be doing their job if they're not exploring other potential homes because getting into one of those other remaining power conferences is the best way and really the only way, in my opinion, to keep the media rights revenue where it is. I mean, we all heard on Monday during the hearing, Bob Bowlesby said that uh, he believes that OU and Texas account for 50% of the value of the TV contracts. They, they distribute 28 million per year uh, to each campus. And so if you do that 50%, that means each school could be looking at losing 14 million a year. And that's a devastating, that's going to have devastating consequences on, the, on these athletic departments. So all of these schools, I think are gaming out contingency plans on what they can do and if they can get themselves into another league, because if they can, then that's a way to mitigate that loss. If you stay together, you still probably can still get a good TV deal if they stay together and expand and add some schools. But I still think it's going to come down substantially from what it did. And so, like I said, I think Mm -hmm. everyone's going to hang together for now, but they're also planning out any other possible contingencies if there's another league that will have them. 
Sam Kahn from The Athletic joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Of course, it was Texas that really didn't want to expand, and Texas has been running this Big 12 conference for a long time. And so that expansion that happened in, oh, what about 2016, it turned into a dog and pony show that didn't go anywhere. Are, are the schools like Houston, uh, Sam, are they, are they still so, like – excited at the thought of of being in one of those power five conferences that they would still jump at at any sort of invitation where do you where are those uh if we check the temperature of of cincinnati houston smu like where where do you what do you think they're thinking or or is it more like hey we've got more strength right now as an aac than ever we should we should poach these schools where where do you think they sit right now I think if the Big 12 stays together, I think those schools would still be attracted to it because, again, I go back to that number I said earlier, $14 million. So if the Big 12 stands to lose half of its TV value, that's still double. If you Let's say it's $14 million, that's still double what the American schools are getting, what the AAC schools are getting. So that would be – and I've talked to some you know administrators in that conference and that there are definitely some that would be interested in going to the Big 12, but the Big 12 will have them. Uh, so, so there's no doubt there's an interest there. That said, I think because of the volatile nature of the Big 12, because of what's going on and what has happened the last two weeks, it's maybe not as – they're not as eager, so to speak, right? It's not going to be an automatic no-brainer to jump uh, as it would have been five years ago during the 2016 expansion discussion. Right now, then you're, you're going to kind of evaluate your position of where you are, where the where that conference is, and where what's going to be the future of the Big 12. Is it going to retain its autonomy five status uh, that it has in NCAA legislative uh, structure? If it does, that's a positive. Uh, what and again, I think if if they're going to expand, they're, they're going to need to find out, hey, what kind of TV deal can we get if we go to the Big 12? So those are all things that I think they will they will figure out, but. Uh, but I would say definitely, definitely the schools in the state of Texas, Houston and SMU, if you were to say, hey, we're going to put you in the Big 12 with Texas Tech, TCU, and Baylor, I think they'd welcome it right away. That's more than half of the old Southwest Conference put together, and I think that would actually have, be a lot of fun and have some potential. Yeah, you do. You excite some folks. Sam Kahn from The Athletic, when you start talking about the um, SWC, and uh, and that's it's going to be – uh, I mean, that gets me excited because that's my childhood, thinking back on, on all those matchups and everything. But, again, you know, losing Texas and OU, do you sense, uh, Sam, if you were a betting man, would you, would you have Texas and OU in the, um, uh, in, in the SEC by 2022? I mean, I just keep thinking they're going to find a way to wiggle out. Like, I'm not saying without paying something. But I don't think they're going to have to pay full freight. Is that um, is that, if you had to bet on it, would you think that's when they truly are going to be uh, playing in that conference? I think they're going to definitely try. They're they're going to try everything they can to do it. Uh, if I were betting, I would probably feel more comfortable saying 2023. And, and here's the reason: is if this college football playoff expansion moves forward. Uh, the earliest that can happen is 2023. So I could see a world where Texas and OU plays one more year and then goes into the SEC in that expanded playoff. Because the SEC is going to want to have as many teams as possible in a 12-team playoff via at-large bids. So 
I, I think when, once that playoff is unveiled, if it happens to be unveiled, of course, I think that's a little bit up in the air, too, at this moment. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be rubber stamped as we thought it would be, uh, you know, when this came out in June. But but if it does end up happening and they do are able to work it out for 2023, I would definitely expect by that time that OU and Texas will have found their way out of it, whether they have to pay full freight or whether they have to negotiate some kind of settlement. Uh, that remains to be seen. I know Bob Bowlesby and the Big 12 schools are going to definitely try to hold them to every dollar that they owe, uh, and rightfully so, because that's part of the grant of rights. So, uh, so it would be int- it will be interesting to, to to see play out. I wouldn't be shocked if they're in 2022, but if I were betting, I'd take 2023. All right, Sam. Media uh, availability happens, I believe, Friday uh, in Waco. I'd love to see you. Love to see you uh, make your make your way over there to the uh, Baylor campus. So, uh, but take a take a day or here to uh, two to catch your breath. And I appreciate you jumping on with us. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Good to see you, and I'll definitely see you down the road. Okay, that sounds good. There you go. Sam Kahn, Jr. from The Athletic, 